Here's a question for you. If you had two rabbits, one male and one female, and you left them together, and they did what rabbits do, at the end of a year, how many rabbits would you have? You will be astonished at the number. All will be revealed later in the podcast. Sarah from Oxford, England has messaged me wanting some information on keeping rabbits as pets. Rabbits have been kept as pets since Victorian times. It's reported that rabbits are actually the third most popular pet in the United Kingdom. So in this episode of the Vet Podcast, we discuss the care of your rabbit. You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. There are a number of advantages in keeping rabbits as pets, including them being generally docile, they can be kept indoors, and they can be trained to use a litter box. There are some downsides as well. Some rabbits can become aggressive nervous or difficult to handle. They can be destructive in the house and unneutered males can become territorial. Due to the strength of their kick, if they are not handled correctly, they can cause severe damage to themselves and some of the bigger rabbits are in fact huge and children may struggle to handle them. I'm sure you've all heard the saying, breeds like rabbits. Here's a wee quiz for you. If you had one pair of rabbits, a boy and a girl, after one year, how many breeding pairs of rabbits do you think you would have? 10? 50? 100? No, an unbelievable 233 breeding pairs. That's almost 500 individual rabbits, just after one year. In countries like New Zealand, where there are no natural predators to the rabbit, You can see why we have huge explosions in the rabbit population when breeding conditions are right. The bottom line here is if you don't want a plague of rabbits, either have your rabbits de-sexed or at the very least don't let the males and females get together. Also remember that rabbits are able to breed from an early age. Females are fertile from 4 to 5 months and the male is fertile from 5 to 8 months. The period of pregnancy is only 30 to 32 days. That's only a month. So by five months, it's possible your female rabbit may already have had her first litter. An average litter is about four to five babies, so it doesn't take long for the numbers to build up. Okay, let's have a look at the diet. Now is a good time to have a talk to Richard Rice Grubb, who's a New Zealand-trained veterinarian working in the Willow Veterinary Centres in Buckinghamshire in the United Kingdom. Now, Richard has got a certificate in exotic medicine. Richard, recent research has shown the effect that diet has on the health of rabbits. You couldn't just go into this in a little bit more detail for us, could you? Yeah, sure. Um, so at the University of Edinburgh, they did uh, recently did uh, some well, a lot, reasonably long-term study on some Dutch rabbits broken down basically into four different feeding groups looking at what happens if they're fed hay alone, a palleted-type diet and the hay. You're given a mixed diet or a muesli-type diet uh, and given muesli-type diet with hay as well. And they found um, by by measuring the, uh, the teeth wear and the growth rates using repeated and serial x-rays, they found that muesli diets whether given with hay or without, led to slower tooth growth, which tends to follow with uh, lower fibre, 
and their teeth became quite curved. The roots became very splayed. These changes are recognized as preclinical dental disease, and they were starting to occur in, rabbit, in these rabbits um, at less than two years of age, which is uh, very significant. The other thing they mainly found uh, there was that all the rabbits fed muesli only ate certain parts. They tended to, tended to avoid the higher fiber parts and, and concentrated on the higher starchy carbohydrate-type flakes. And that was, that was regardless of whether they fed hay or how much muesli was fed. Um, they tended to only really want to eat those, those really high starch uh, pellets, which does uh, really give us good, good proof that rabbits are very good at selectively choosing the easily digested parts of the food and leaving the parts which are actually better for their digestion. They also noticed that the droppings when fed muesli, both muesli groups actually, are much smaller. And that indicates very slow gut trends at times. One of the big problems with rabbits is they are high risk for uh, stasis or ileus, and that can be life-threatening. So a slower gut rate is not, not ideal. We really kind of want things to be moving quite quickly. Also, there was a higher rate of obesity in the muesli-only diet. And that wasn't seen so much when they were given hay as well. But obesity is a big problem. Uh, it's sort of an emerging problem in, in some of the pet rabbits that we see. And it does predispose to diseases like fly strike, pododermatitis, and uh, arthritis and joint disease as well. Interestingly, the rabbits fed only hay remained quite a bit lighter than the breed standard for Dutch rabbits. And there was a bit of a question there as to whether hay alone may not be enough over the long term. But the study wasn't long enough to really look at that. So the, the general conclusions drawn from that are really uh, kind of what we've been saying for a while. It's just good to have some evidence to back it up. And that's really to probably avoid recommending feeding any muesli-based diets. Rather give lots of hay and try to give a palleted diet instead, as that seems to be better for both digestion and teeth growth. So what can we take from this? The best diet for a rabbit is what they would be eating in the wild. A recommended diet would be to feed grass or good quality hay supplemented with good quality commercial rabbit pellets. But avoid rabbit muesli. Feel free to feed wild plants such as groundsel, chickweed and dandelions. But please don't feed grass clippings, frosted or mouldy foods. Expect your rabbit to drink about 10% of its body weight per day. So if you take a rabbit to be about 3 kilos you would expect that it's going to drink about 300 mils per day. Okay, what can go wrong with your rabbit? One of the most common conditions we see with rabbits are tooth problems. And by far the most common condition that we see is termed malocclusion. That is the front teeth not meeting properly. Normally, when they do meet properly, the top and bottom front teeth keep each other ground down. But if they do not meet, there can be major problems with overgrowth of these teeth. There are several causes for malocclusion. Probably the most common is the cheek teeth elongating. This prevents the mouth from closing properly, causing the overgrowth of the front teeth. Trauma and genetics are also associated with malocclusion. If you think there is a problem with the teeth of your rabbit, make an appointment to see your vet. The signs of dental disease may include going off their food, drooling, having a wet chin or weight loss. There are a number of possible treatments ranging from simple dietary changes to surgery. Depending on what part of the world you live in, there are a couple of really nasty diseases your rabbit can catch. We go back to Richard. 
One is myxomatosis, which isn't present everywhere, but is present in North America, South America, Europe, and Australia, I think. And the other one is uh, RCD or VHD uh, virus, which is a bit more widespread. Myxomatosis is uh, a pox virus mainly affecting the skin and can cause quite severe swellings in the face, particularly the eyes, the nose, and also in the genital area, and has a rather prolonged course of uh, progression of disease. Over about 7 to 14 days, the rabbit gets progressively weaker, gets a discharge from the eyes, swellings and nodules uh, over the head particularly, but all through the skin potentially, uh, and eventually uh, most of the time they will succumb and unfortunately die. It's Reasonably difficult to treat, but some rabbits will survive with uh, supportive care, keeping them in a warm environment, uh, providing lots of fluid and antibiotics to control any secondary infections. But the main way to prevent it is uh, vaccination where the vaccination is available. Myxomatosis is mainly spread by biting insects, including fleas predominantly, but also mosquitoes, uh, the rabbit uh, fermite, chylotiella and uh, biting lice as well. So where vaccine is not available, but uh, the disease is present, then uh, very strict insect uh, control can be helpful in preventing the spread of disease. Viral hemorrhagic disease, uh, VHD or RCD, rabbit Khaleesi virus disease, is a bit nastier in that uh, usually it will uh, lead to no other clinical symptoms other than sudden depression and death within 12 to 36 hours. It's mainly spread by direct contact with other rabbits, but can be spread uh, in the air. Uh, it can be spread through carcasses of dead uh, rabbits and can be spread on fomites such as hay, birds' feet. There's some suggestion that even birds of prey may spread the disease through as they catch rabbits. There isn't really any treatment, unfortunately, for a viral hemorrhagic disease, although uh, rabbits under the age of 10 weeks are immune to it, so it only affects older rabbits. Again, there is a vaccine available, uh, more widely available than the myxomatosis vaccination, which seems to be fully protective. Uh, in terms of prevention, other than making sure that wild rabbits uh, cannot get into the pet rabbits area, and making sure that uh, any hay or uh, bedding is bought from uh, a reputable source and is clean and fresh. There's not much else other than the vaccination that can be done. We often have rabbit owners inquiring about cloudy urine from the rabbit. Normal rabbit urine is often cloudy, so it's not usually of any consequence. If you are worried about the colour of your rabbit's urine, the sensible advice would have to be to contact your vet. It's important to keep your rabbit groomed. Regular brushing keeps their coats healthy and helps to prevent hairballs. A nasty condition that we see here is a thing called fly strike. This occurs when flies lay their eggs on dirty or wet fur. The eggs hatch into maggots and the maggots burrow into the skin of the poor rabbit. This condition will require intensive treatment from your veterinarian. To prevent it, keep the rabbit groomed and keep it dry. During summer, check under the tail daily as the condition can occur very quickly. Finally, another condition we see with rabbits are pastorella abscesses. Let's go back to Richard. The first thing, Richard, what do these abscesses look like? Well, they 
generally appear as large swellings uh, under the skin. They can occur in a lot of different places around the head and the body, uh, but they're generally fairly, they just look like large, uh, round lumps uh, under the skin. How do the rabbits get them? An abscess is uh, the rabbit's reaction, really, to uh, bacterial infection. So they can come about from injuries to the skin, uh, any penetrating injury, a bite from another rabbit, a foreign body, uh, like a seed. And they can occur also uh, in relation to dental problems where the teeth are overgrown and put pressure on the bone and allow bacteria from the mouth through the root into, into the bone area and cause an abscess that way. Now, here's the million-dollar question, I suppose. With cat bite abscesses, we find them relatively easy to treat and fairly successful. How are rabbit abscesses different than cat bite abscesses, and how are we best to treat them? The main difference is the way that rabbits, the type of pus that rabbits form, really. Rabbit pus is very, very thick and cheese-like, very much like the consistency of sort of a dry cottage cheese. And that means that normal drainage like you do with a cat abscess uh, just is not going to be successful. Part of the reason for that is also the capsule that rabbits form. Rabbits form a very, very thick wall around any infective area any, and form a large wall around the uh, abscess. And that wall is very thick, uh, making it very difficult to, um, uh, for it to uh, heal properly. In addition to that, uh, oftentimes bacteria from the wound or the injury um, are located and, and grow inside the capsule of the abscess. And that means in treating rabbit abscesses, the goal is to try and remove the capsule. A lot of rabbit vets consider that rabbit abscesses should be treated or viewed very much like a tumour uh, and removed with as large a margin as possible and the hope that we can get the entire, uh, the entire abscess capsule out and therefore any bacteria. So surgery really is the best uh, option for a cure, uh, for a chance at cure, but it should be stressed as well that even with that, there is a still a reasonably high recurrence rate. Is there any way that rabbit owners can prevent these abscesses from forming? There's, obviously, it's, it's impossible to completely stop uh, or completely prevent any damage, trauma to rabbit skin. But one area where they can uh, do a lot of things to help prevent uh, abscesses in, is in facial or dental abscesses. And that's basically good husbandry advice again it's about keeping a rabbit keeping the rabbits on a high fiber hay-based diet uh, a limited number of pellets and a few vegetables giving them plenty of space to roam around and plenty of wear to their teeth don't let these problems put you off having a rabbit as a pet they can be a very easy care fun pet to have and are great for teaching younger children how to look after animals If, like Sarah, you have something that you would like us to discuss, please flick us an email at vetpodcast at gmail.com or just search for Vet Podcast in your normal social media and send us a message. To find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, just search at Vet Podcast and like us while you are there. Subscribe to us on your usual podcast player and if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate us on your player and share us with your friends. Our website is vetpodcast.weebly.com Weebly is W-E-E-B-L-Y or email vetpodcast at gmail.com <laughs>